make America great again. From Studio A in Greenwich, Connecticut, Carl Higby. Hey folks, welcome back, welcome back. Thanks for tuning back into the Carl Higby Show on RedStateTalkRadio.com. Uh, and before I introduce my guest, this, is, this has been big story today. I know yesterday I was furious, I was pissed off. I am so fed up with what the Democrats are trying to do to Brett Kavanaugh. It's just driving me nuts. But I got a very special friend here today, not like that, you morons. Um, his name is Kyle Reyes. He's of the silent partner marketing firm, and this guy does all things marketing. He is a genius, and he's also started this platform called Whiskey Patriots. For all of you who out there who love freedom, who love whiskey, who love patriotism, who love this, this flag, who stand for the flag, who like law enforcement, who will buy them a coffee, Kyle Reyes is your man. How you doing, dude? What's going on, brother? Well, you know, this and that, and a little bit of... A little bit of everything. So I wanted to uh, talk to you today. You know, you and I have been friends for a while, and we, like we said in the previous podcast, we met in the green room at Fox, and uh, it was kind of like one of those slow motion movements where you're running through the fields in slow motion. Hey, how you doing, man? We're now. Uh, did we just become best friends? Yup. Yup. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, what do you what do you think about this this whole thing with Kavanaugh? This is insane. I think it's disgusting. I mean, not only is it disgusting, but it is fully transparent as to what's happening here and the implications that it has on a free society as a whole are terrifying. And, you know, a lot of people, man, are talking about how, well, this isn't about uh, the Constitution. This isn't about, uh, you know, whether or not someone should be tried in a court of law, but it's about a job interview. Now, the implications on this will last for decades and it's terrifying it, it is nuts i mean for you know it's been like this is the but this is what the democrats do they do they, they you know it's delay 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 they always say well, you know we want this fbi investigation and then all of a sudden they get it and nope well you know this is this fbi investigation is a sham they're not interviewing why do they need to interview christine ford again Be, why well, I mean, listen, when when Trump announced who his pick was, within seconds of him announcing his pick, they were standing in, in the background with signs against Kavanaugh. It was actually, now, it was 18 minutes. It was in 18 minutes. So, so think about that for a second. That means that the signs were already printed for every potential pick. That's some big money back there, yeah. right? And that is some heavy-duty coordination. So this all ties in with this ongoing resist movement. And the idea of resist is, is flat-out an insult to democracy. It, it's not teaching our citizens and it's not teaching our kids. You work together to find what's in the best interest of the country, but it's teaching people how to be petulant children. It really is. I mean, these people are just whiny babies from their mom's basement it, i mean it it blows my mind and you know like, did you watch the uh mrs or um was it mississippi rally last night yes i caught parts of it this morning oh li listen to this though listen to the chance i mean it, it's it's shocking we want kavanaugh we want kavanaugh trump what just he's going through this is great listen to this years ago this happened i had one beer right i had one beer well, do you think it was... Nope, it was one beer. Oh, good. Could it be How enough? did you get home? I don't, I don't remember. How did you get there? I don't remember. Where is the place? I don't remember. How many years ago was it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, this is what, and, and today the liberal media is losing their mind on this. There's, oh, how could he comment on this? How could he be so crude and harsh? And be, yesterday he called her a very credible. No, it was it was a it was a emotional testimony that he gave credit to. And right. but I mean, he's pointing well, out the fact that she doesn't know. I mean, it is. It, we are in some frightening, frightening times. Democrats have come out since day one and said we are going to do whatever we can to prevent his pick from getting through. It's delay, delay, delay. Let's hope that we, you know, take both chambers come the midterm elections, and that's it. Then we'll have more control. And what what nobody is talking about, and this is what's really sad about it. I shouldn't say nobody's talking about this. No one in the mainstream media is talking about this. I have friends who were the victims of sexual assaults. And what this is doing is minimizing what they went through. Listen, anyone who is victim to true sexual assault of any way, shape, or form needs to report it. Justice needs to be served to the person who did it. However, what this is seeming to do is, is disrespect that by saying, listen, anybody can make up any accusation, even if it's not true, and destroy lives as a result. There should be an in-depth investigation being done right now into Ford and her past as well. And now we see her ex-boyfriend came out today and said, oh, um, letter. well, I know for a fact that she was coaching people on how to pass a polygraph. Yeah, well, I want to go into that letter a little bit because... I have it right here, actually, and it's uh, it's pretty interesting. You read, you read. Um, here, here's he, the, he writes in it. All right, the guy is is staying anonymous because he doesn't want death threats. During our time dating, Doctor Ford never brought up anything regarding her experience as a victim of sexual assault, harassment, or misconduct. Doctor Ford never mentioned Brett Kavanaugh. She also said Doctor Ford lived with this Monica L. McLean, who I understood to be her lifelong best friend. You think like someone would? disclose to their lifelong best friend i mean like look i was a victim of sexual so i told nobody except for my lifelong best friend you know sure well he also went on to say that she didn't have a problem flying right as she had told congress that she did he said they had no problem sharing a 500 square foot apartment mm -hmm. which she talked about you know fear of closed spaces so there are a lot of inconsistencies but what it really all comes back to is that okay fine great let's do let's do a more in-depth background check on both of them I, and the other component yeah. of this too carl well he's had six already this is number seven for him well exactly so there have already been six background checks done on him but think about this for a second too if this had truly happened first of all it would have been an issue with local law enforcement not the fbi correct and second of all if it had happened when he was 17 years old allegedly it would have been a sealed record yeah, exactly. So, but the other thing too is, and, and the reason Diane Feinstein sat on this, and everybody knows this, is because it's beyond the statute of limitations. She knew she was in no legal trouble. But back to the flying thing, he said in this letter, while visiting Ford in Hawaii, we traveled around the Hawaiian Islands, including one time on a propeller plane. Doctor Ford never indicated a fear of flying. Let me tell you, you've been on a propeller plane, right? Uh, oh, and I was terrified the entire time, and everybody knew it. <laughs> yeah, those things are basically held together by duct tape. If you have a fear of flying, yep. you're not getting on a propeller plane. Let me tell you that. Yep. Exactly. I was wearing a parachute, I and I was afraid of the propeller plane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> okay, you don't, you, this is not something you, oh, you know what? Actually, I forgot that I'm afraid of flying as you're through the air on a little, you know, thing of basically flying in a pack of gum. Well, that's also when you know whether or not you believe in God. And I'll tell you what, my propeller flight, I, my 
belief in God came out in full force, man. Oh, yeah. I was happier when I hit the ground in the propeller plane than I was when I hit the ground back coming back from Iraq. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus, you got to be kidding me. Um, and Grassley's going on about this. Grassley, you know, I, I love the fact that the, the, the Republicans, especially William Wallace, who is Lindsey Graham, I, I, he's now Senator William Wallace, he right. has found his <laughs> – he found a pair, and he's just been fighting back yeah, over Where did this. he come from? I, I know. Where did he come from? It was it was unbelievable. Did you see him on uh, Did you see him on CNN the other day? It was spectacular. Oh my god! I, I wish I had the clip, but uh, you know, it's it's one of these things. Like he was just like, I, I don't care anymore. Remember that old show, Celebrity Deathmatch? Yes, I, I'd love to see him and Flake go into a ring together because I'll tell you what, Graham embodies the frustration and the anger of so many Americans. Man, here's here's what is nice. I'm seeing more and more people who were hardcore Democrats who hate Trump saying, you know what, I am done. If you I don't am like done you with Democrats saying what's happening here. So I, I found that clip of Lindsey Graham. <laughs> I want everybody to hear this because he basically stuffed it in Kate Baldwin's face, which I, I love because Kate Baldwin and I had gone, have gone at it. She threw a pen at me once on TV. But listen, <laughs> Lindsey Graham just toss it here. If you don't like me working with President Trump to make the world a better place, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, like that's awesome. It's, that's the that's the backbone we've been looking for. Absolutely, man. It is long overdue. And wouldn't it be nice to see someone like Flake have at least half the spine that Graham had right there? Flake, yeah, half the spine and half the nose too. Um, I think you know, Flake to me is like, aside from the you know, Flake is now a verb. His, his entire existence, like you know, everybody said, hey, don't flake out, this and that. That forever, uh, for the next 20 years, I said this yesterday, for the next 20 years, you'll be used as, as an election example of what not to do as a Republican. Don't be Flake. But you know what's really disappointing and, and honestly, man, sort of disgusting? It's the fact that we are all concerned over whether or not Kavanaugh is going to go through because of the votes of a handful of Republicans. What nobody's talking about here, uh, again, and there's so many big issues that we're totally dodging in the mainstream media, but how about the fact that not a single Democrat is going to stand up and say, ah, you know what, we, we've got a little bit of a problem here and we need to bridge this as a country. Oh, but total. The, the credit of the Democrats, what they do, man, is they tow that party line Mm -hmm. like a whip is being held to them they they do it's unbelievable and like that that's the thing too it's like you look at you know i mean feinstein 20 years employed a chinese spy cory booker writes an op-ed about groping a woman you have white house talking about farting he was interviewing oh jesus he was interviewing and asking a supreme potential supreme court justice or will be supreme court justice about farting in high school you've got just mass corruption on on a, a, a biblical scale, and they they tow this party line. They're unilaterally for healthcare, destroyed the healthcare system. They're unilaterally against tax returns, just you know, and, and our tax reform that Trump passed that put a thousand dollars. It's crumbs, Nancy Pelosi says. These people are so out of touch with the rest of the world. Well, this is no longer left versus right. This is now right versus wrong. This yeah. is now we are in a battle for democracy. I hate to say it, ma'am, but it is scary. And I guess what's so terrifying to me, Carl, is that it's like a it's like an out of control wildfire in yeah. our country right now. And there is nothing that's stopping it. There's right now. There's so much oxygen for that wildfire to continue to grow, and that oxygen is social media, which is fueling the anger and the frustration. But there is nothing. 
that is stopping this from consuming our entire country, and that scares the hell out of me. It does. It totally does. By the way, folks, if you're just tuning in now, this is Kyle Reyes, uh, Whiskey Patriots. He is uh, go there right now. Whiskey Pat- is it whiskey, whiskeypatriots.com? Yes, sir. Okay, whiskeypatriots.com. Go there. Be a member. Be a part of it. It's a conservative marketplace where you can be feel free to be you and have and work with advertisers and and, and other companies that share your values of basically what we were talking about being right not being wrong um and this is what the you know going on this is what the left does they, they'll pull in investigations and and chart you know, these are these are bogus i mean you look at the russia investigation they were like trump had russia collusion based on a phony dossier i mean look to date you've had george papadopoulos no collusion rick gates paul manafort no collusion mike flynn no collusion um you know richard Pinedo, alex vander zwan all these russian people no collusion it's just like they're throwing some stuff out there and if it sticks if you if you have some shady tax returns in your in, in you know 10 years ago or whatever you're 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 in for their their thing that no collusion at all now they're saying brett kavanaugh okay he this guy we need to open an investigation brett don't you think that's a good idea sure okay i'll do it that sounds great the president says okay you want an investigation fine i'll give you the investigation now the democrats say well we can't confirm somebody who's had an fbi investigation how that's you know he's not credible <laughs> Are you kidding me? How You're stupid asshole, do you think right? we are? Yeah, but you don't need facts in the digital age, right? Oh. In a world that is social media driven, where you have countless people who aren't reading articles, they're reading headlines, and we know that headlines are written to, to get people to, as clickbait, mm-hmm. you don't need facts anymore. You simply need anger and frustration on social media and so that's why i say man it's like our country is a wildfire that's burning out of control with nothing in its path to stop us from consuming ourselves yeah but i gotta tell you man so i'm on a flight the other day we're coming back from miami had a layover in baltimore and i was sitting next to this woman on the flight and we had a conversation for that hour flight back to connecticut and you know what? I don't know who she voted for. I don't know how she feels about our president. And what a rare breath of fresh air that was. Because everybody in America right now is fighting with our neighbors and our sisters and our fathers and our you know friends and our coworkers because this is what social media has done. It yeah. has created this animosity, not fueled by facts, but fueled by emotion. Yeah, it, it it is actually pretty pretty crazy to me that I, I actually I'm envious of that because I haven't had a conversation with somebody in a long time that did not end or start or include some sort of political partisanship. You know, I, I see these I, I go I talk to people all the time just because I travel a lot, just like you. And no matter what, someone you know, very few times people actually recognize me, but sometimes they do. But so the times they don't, the one of the questions is either not partisanship but issue based like oh what do you what do you think about this and i'm not going to sugarcoat it i've never been known to do that and it'll it'll be issue based and now if you stand on the other side of an issue from the left you're a a bigot maniac not nazi i mean like this is why the left is like oh you know cory booker stands up there we need to get along we need to be better people we need to be moral and just shut up this guy's a dog i know i personally know people who have had dirty text message exchanges with that guy so we've had we have tons and tons of ammo on on all these other guys but we've played the high road and we've always tried to get along with them and, and taken them at their word meanwhile they turn around they're stabbing us in the back but you can't disagree with someone and now you, the left says well we want, now that we're in the minority we want to get along no you don't you want the majority back and then you want to try to take over stall and, and obstruct 
Yep, they uh, they want destruction. Yeah. They want absolute destruction. Listen, I mean, look at what happened in California a couple of weeks ago. So Jerry Brown just pardoned eleven hundred felons, eleven hundred criminals. So what was the justification and, behind oh, that? Well, because you know feelings and everything. And right. well, here's what it comes down to: they they want to reduce incarceration rates, but among those people who were pardoned, which is a massive, unprecedented number of pardons from a governor. But among them, there were 20 convicted murderers. So now the message that we're giving is, listen, you can murder somebody, and that's okay as long as you didn't use a plastic straw to do it. Because if you have a plastic straw, God forbid, in California, you're a worse person than if you were to have uh, you know, a knife through somebody's heart. It is, it is so, shocking. But think about the implication that that has on law enforcement when you have cops that are going out there and listen man i spent i'm the national spokesperson for law enforcement today which means that i've been blessed to travel all over the country meeting with cops uh, riding atvs with them in colorado hiking with them in utah hunting alligators with them in florida like all over the place uh we were at world trade center on september 11th with the port authority counterterrorism unit and the one message that is consistent from these guys is they will make an arrest of a really bad dude i'm not talking about some guy who's just peeing on the sidewalk like a really bad dude and before they even get back to fill out the rest of the paperwork, that person has been released by some Democrat appointee or, or left-leaning judge who says, well, yeah, but, you know, they're not that bad of a person. So why as a cop would you want to continue to to go out of your way to enforce the law to protect society when you know they're just going to be back out on the street before you even get back to the department? Oh, God. Well, why is the left so upset? I mean, well, I, I know this. I mean, the left is obsessed with, la uh, you know, relaxing the morals on society. And you have these people that, like you said, they're just getting, they're getting, getting kicked back out to the streets, and especially in these Democratic strongholds. I mean, you look... At the crime rate overlaid with the voting, the uh, the electoral map, crime is is almost almost perfectly aligned with the states, the the, the uh, cities and areas that voted Democratic. I mean, what is going on here? I have to fly into Chicago for a conference, and I can't get out of there fast enough. I'm just hoping they're not shooting at the plane as we're flying away. <laughs> it's like uh, it'd be literally more deadly than Iraq. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But no one's talking about that, right? No one's having the conversations about crime in the inner city communities or, or the fact that we know that in sanctuary. Uh, let me give you a great example, Carl. Mm. So there's an officer in Connecticut down in Norwalk who uh, he's a, I believe, a 32-year veteran of the department. He was shot in training by his sergeant accidentally. It, it wasn't intentional. He is fighting for his life and he is desperately fighting right now because they have rejected workers' comp for him. They have rejected everything and are providing him no support because they said, well, you have diabetes. He said, I've lived with diabetes my entire life. It's never impacted my job. Guy needs a kidney because of, of the impact that this shooting had on him. And they're saying, no, we're rejecting everything. But in the meantime, you'll have Malloy and Blumenthal who will stand up on a pulpit demanding that we allow some you know poor undocumented migrant who just happened to sneak back into the country for the third time we want to make sure to fight for them so that they're not deported but here you have a cop that served his community for years who was shot on the job and we won't fight for him what message 
is that sending to cops? What message is that sending to law-abiding citizens here in America? I mean, that's insane. That is, that is absolutely insane to me. I see stuff like this, and I mean, like, I hear it from you. I hear it from tons of people. And they're, I'm, I'm blow, honestly blown away. Like, I can't understand how people honestly... Uh, like how how people vote for the like you know Dick Blumenthal. This is the funniest thing. Dick Blumenthal stands up there at the at this hearing for Kavanaugh, and he starts to lecture people on truth and honesty and integrity. I'm like, dude, you lied about being in Vietnam. You know, funny story. I was at a at an event speaking um, for veterans back. I believe it was 2013 or 2014 or something like that. So I'm speaking t- for this event, and Dick Blumenthal randomly shows up because it's a salute to veterans. And he shows, I mean, the guy is, I mean, he's like MasterCard. He's everywhere you want to be. He just pops up, pow, I'm Dick Blumenthal. Here, give me the microphone. So he walks up on stage, like unannounced, uninvited, and goes to shake this World War, this like old, old school badass dude from World War II, goes to shake his hand. And he looks, this old dude looks up at him with his cane, and he just stares at him. And, you know, Dick Blumenthal sticks out his hand, and the guy won't shake his hand. So he comes, he moves down the line to a Vietnam veteran won't shake his hand, moves down the line to me, I won't shake his hand. And he just kind of like smiles and says, ha, 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 you know, and then goes up to the microphone, like literally just takes the microphone, un- un- unintroduced, and was like, you know, I'd love, really like, I'd love to pay homage, and I'm a veteran too, and I understand. They said, Shut up, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, man, when I worked in TV, we, we loved Blumenthal because he was a media whore. We knew that any time we needed content. a soundbite on any kind of an investigation, we could call him. And even if his department wasn't investigating it, he would give us a soundbite telling us that they were. Yeah. Like, it was great. We always had a guaranteed soundbite yeah. because he loves being in front of the camera. It's pretty funny, actually, to hear some of the things that come out of his mouth. Cause I'm like, dude, do you even like, do you listen to yourself? Like you gotta, you know, the next person that's on my list and she's on my, my, my short list of, of really actually my long list of really hated elected officials is this Hirono lady from Hawaii. Listen, she was on ABC yeah. this week and listen to what she said. Hi, Senator Maisie Hirono. She joins us from Washington DC this morning. Senator, thank you. And I, I want to begin morning. Uh, with picking up on what you just heard from Senator Graham right there. He is saying, that there's going to be an investigation of the Democrats and how you handle Dr. Christine Brazi Ford. Again, uh, they're not focusing on the credibility uh, or the, the these. Hold on, before we go any further with this, this woman talks like a robot. Have you ever listened to her in, a, in an extended period of time, Kyle? <laughs> that uh, they're not listening to that. It was like, how does anybody take her seriously? They keep listening Incredible to this. Reports. And it's all about why did somebody wait so long and all of that. The crux yeah. of the matter is that these are serious allegations and we have been calling for but an the, FBI. But they're just that. They're allegations. And she's been calling for this FBI. And this was on September 30th, by the way. So a little bit has happened since then. But, I mean, allegations. Since when are we guilty after allegations, Kyle? Well, now you don't. You know, here's one thing that the left and the right will agree on. You don't need a court of law to be convicted in the court of public opinion, right? right? So we all agree on that. And Democrats are using that to their advantage because they know that if they put enough BS out there, that the court of public opinion at scale will at least tip the scales in their favor enough that they can be loud enough. I don't, you know, I think Trump nailed it with the term the silent majority. The left is loud. They are so loud and they have leveraged 
social media to be able to make a lot of noise. And yeah. the left understands that if you're louder than everybody else, it's a whole the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Yep. So you've got people on the right who are trying to take the high road, who are trying to apply morals and ethics and, and rule of law to the equation, but we are playing the game as if it was still 1952, well, it's, and it's not. This Me Too movement, and you know, like, look, I'm, I'm a victim of sexual assault myself. Like, everybody deserves to be heard, but not believed. And... You see time and time again, look, a woman from Sacred Heart accused two people of raping her, destroyed their lives. They spent time in jail. They find out it's not true. And she's like, oh, and right. she rolls her eyes at the judge. Now she's in jail. Good. But you just, like, just today, 23 hours ago, you know, I'm looking at this right now on the top of foxnews.com. Dentist accused in Las Vegas resort rape case of charges against them dropped because there was no material evidence. And they had, actually, they had to dig deep and find somebody who had actual evidence that this didn't happen. And then, then they were, charges were dropped. Look, if you have charges brought up against you, you're on Google, man. Someone Googles you, right. up, charged with rape. Doesn't matter if you were convicted or not. Exactly. Well, and you've got this other woman who made the accusations that she's now backtracking on that said that he and his boys spiked the punch and then, you know, they were in line for a bunch of guys running a train on these women. And I'm sitting there like, first of all, that, that's a horrible horrible accusation but then i'm sitting there going wait a minute so she allegedly witnessed all of this and her way of handling it was to continue to go back to parties like that again mm. and again and again and watch that and not do anything about that like you're complicit that if that was the case yeah i mean look kyle you and i have been known to have a few beers and party for i don't know the duration of our lives I have never been witness to anything like like who do the, where do these parties exist? You know, you, this is something out of a movie script. Like, there is Judge Kavanaugh is not one of these people. And by the way, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of Christine Ford when she was in high school. She doesn't seem like she'd be the first pick for somebody to do this to. Well, I mean, regardless, we need to to take any true accusations that are are backed and substantiated in fact without you know we need to always look out for like a man who was at a party would try and do the right thing and protect like a true man but to go and make accusations randomly that the timing of it is just so perfect yeah. it's it is so convenient the letter was you know mysteriously leaked in the 11th like, come on Come on, everybody here, people on the left, people like we all know what this is. But the problem is that people on the right are, are trying to take the high road and and you know worry about everybody's feelings. And no, we need to, it's time to cut it off. Yeah. It is time to call it out publicly for what it is. Frankly, I think it's time to humiliate those on the left who continue to play these games and continue to change the narrative. So what happens now when this FBI investigation comes back and clears up? Does that mean that those on the left are, are all these Democrats are now going to vote to confirm? Yeah, I mean, well, that that's what I said. I said, you know, you know what Kavanaugh should have done. Kavanaugh should have gone directly to uh, all the senators on that on that panel and right there on national TV said, "Hey, look, I'll turn around to uh, White House Counsel and ask them to postpone this another week if you will all vote for me if nothing turns up." And now it's backfiring. It is totally backfiring because you know what the Democrats they they got their stupid delay, which is what they wanted. But at the end of the day, this is going to come back, and they're going to say they're, they're, the FBI is not even interviewing Christine Ford to date, and they said it's supposed to come out today, tonight. 
they're supposed to find out exactly when um, when, when this is going to, or exactly what was in this and what was alleged and, and all the accounts. They've interviewed a ton of people and their, their, their findings are going to be in favor of Kavanaugh. I mean, it's like, and now what, what, what's the next thing we need to work? Like Joe Donnelly, I'll, I'll work with him to find a new, no, Joe, Joe, you're, you're gone. Mansion, you're gone. High camp, you're gone. Uh, what's her name? Um, the woman from Alaska, Murkowski, you're out of there. Flake, I mean, Flake's gone anyway, yep. but if Flake was running for re-election, that dude would be gone. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this. Do you think that we will see the full context of the FBI report? <sighs> I uh, sure hope so. Assuming it's not leaked. I mean, look, in this day and age, the the White House leaks like a sieve because you have so many people in there that have their own agenda and not Trump's agenda in mind. And I've been I've been very vocal about this from the beginning. There's a ton of people in there that do not support Trump that are working there that should resign that don't because I don't know why. But I honestly think that this is going to come out no matter what. You know, speaking of Trump, I sure hope we see a huge that juicy defamation of character and libel lawsuit launched against the Times. I, I well, you know what? I think so. With, with, with the tax returns you're talking about, right? Yep. So here's the thing: this is like the Times have got things wrong before. Shocker, the failing New York Times. Yep. Um, but you know they've inferred a lot of information. They basically said Trump was given half a billion dollars almost over the course of his life. Which, you know, here's the thing: is when you're wealthy. You get you hire people that are smarter than the legislators to do your taxes. So you find loopholes, you find ways to get around it. Because why? Why should you pay the government? Why should you work from January to July for free for the sake of the government? Because you have to find ways around it to be a sustainable business, almost. And it when when they publish stuff like this, like when Rachel Maddow came out, was like, "We have obtained a tax return," and it oh that it, he paid a ton of taxes. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. Well, and let's not forget that Trump also was very vocal and publicly ran on the fact that he used existing laws to pay as few taxes as possible. Like He said that at rallies. He said, this is why we need to fix it, because I know how they work. I know how these laws work. And you know what? Respect. Because I, I as a business owner, I will never, ever call my accountant, nor will any business owner ever call their accountant and say, Hey, uh, Phil, can you do me a solid? Can you go figure out how I can pay more money to the feds this year? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody does. You call and say, all right, listen, I want to reduce my tax liability. What can we do? Obviously, making sure that we're doing it within the terms of the law. Like, you don't want to do anything illegal, which is why you hire people who are smarter than you so that you don't screw up and you don't make mistakes. But nobody ever said, how can I pay more money to the feds? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the case in point here back in Tim Kaine has advocated for higher taxes for Jesus, how long? I don't know. But and so this this dolt he goes on and says, "Oh, we need to pay more taxes. Rich people need to pay their fair share." And he's like a pretty wealthy guy, and so there was a, a in Virginia there was a tax fund open. It's like the Tax Me More Fund, and it generated nineteen thousand dollars in three years. Awesome! I mean, money. yeah, it's just like put your money where your mouth is. And all these celebrities they hide their money offshore, and then they yeah, I mean, it's just like. It, it, all these people say, oh, I, wait, we should – what this is, it's identity politics. And that's what we've been reduced to here in, um, here in America. It, it, it's insane. And the divide 
is so far apart now. And I look, look, Republicans are where Democrats were 30 years ago. I mean, look, half the stuff Joe Biden said 30 years ago was like pretty much right in line with totally uh, with the Republican Party now. I mean, you look at you, you look back. Hillary Clinton was like, we need a wall. Barack Obama was like, we need a wall. Like Bill Clinton was like, we need a wall. Now Trump's like, we need a wall, and everyone's like, oh my God, that's racist. How could you be so so crass? Yeah, it's totally identity politics. But the other thing I have uh, sort of an issue with right now is that it, it has become socially acceptable for media outlets to take illegally obtained information and and get away with publishing it. I, I just never I've never understood how that's acceptable in yeah. society. How we continue to shift towards well, you know what the laws don't matter and rights don't matter as long as it fits the left's agenda and that is a a, something that should terrify people on both sides because today it's the left but tomorrow could be the right Mm -hmm. and if we don't have law and order then what do we have as a nation yeah well you know it's funny too remember there's a when remember when the pentagon papers were published Yep. Um, there's a great video called The Post out there, and it's worth watching. It was, a, you know, the, the, the New York Times, and the, I think it was the New York Times, and The Post obtained these um, these Pentagon papers, these classified Pentagon papers, but they were of great public interest. And there was all these people going back and forth, should we publish it, should we not publish it? Then there was court injunctions saying you can't publish it from this source, and they really restricted it. And this was a First Amendment deal, and The Post ended up publishing it, and they ended up winning um, under First Amendment rights because it was of national public interest. And... This is today, but the, the, the amount of effort that went into verifying and re-verifying and making sure these were accurate was a, a matter of pride for these papers. And nowadays, people print whatever the hell they want. I mean, they'll be like, oh, look, right. you know, someone said that, you know, Kavanaugh took a crap on the Capitol steps. <laughs> it's obviously true because Kavanaugh's a Trump guy, so we're out. Kavanaugh's not a Trump, even a Trump guy. He's a Bush dude. Right, right. And, I, I mean, Kavanaugh is probably the closest that you will see in our lifetimes to a true constitutionalist oh you got mike lee and you got you know i I believe ted cruz is a pretty harsh constitutionalist Rand paul like i actually saw Rand paul when i was in dc two nights ago and we were talking a little bit about this and it is it is he was shocked by the number of people that are elected to uphold the constitution that have never read it right Right. Well, I mean, isn't that the, isn't that the current way of there was a I don't know if you saw the article today going around about how it was like one in three people wouldn't pass a U.S. A US citizenship test. People who are actually here as U.S. citizens, born and raised. That's actually I don't know if you saw. So we're launching a new series on the Whiskey Patriots called uh, "Schooled by the Russian uh, Civics Class Schooled by the Russian Chick." We have a girl who's uh, she's here on her green card right now. She's getting her citizenship. She works for our agency, and she's going to give just 60-second tidbits on things that you should have learned in civics class, but your average American doesn't know, like why are there 13 stripes on the flag? Why are there 50 stars? Uh, you know, all those little tidbits because we've stopped teaching the fundamentals of civics. I mean, that's a listen. You could do a five-hour podcast on that, but yeah, there was a piece today that showed that like one in three people wouldn't pass a citizenship test. Ah, that's insane to me. And you look, it is the entitlement of this nation. I mean, it is the lack of knowledge. You look at most of our college campuses now, they're bastions of liberal ideology. And conservatives will, you know, I, I was in, Jesus, I went back to school after I came out of the Navy. To, you know, I was thinking, hey, I'll get my degree. Why not? Waste of time. Absolute waste of time. There was, there was zero, 
I, I learned nothing. I actually took a and we, you and I talked about this once before. I took a communication class. I was literally I owned a firm, employed people for communications, corporate communications, and I failed the class. And I was like, this. I went to the dean. I said, look, these are the principles that have that make money in the private sector that work in the private sector. She goes, well, that's not what the, what's being taught. I'm like, well, then what's being taught is 30 years out of date. They're like, well, that's the curriculum. I'm like. And we give our teachers, you know, flex educational flexibility so they can teach what they'd like. I'm like, even if it's wrong, they're like, we don't really get into the right and wrong. We get into the content. Right. I'm like, that is right and wrong. Well, and brother, that's why we had to create that that test as the hiring process for my company because we had <laughs> a snowflake so test. That was great. <laughs> Yeah, we had so many people coming in. I'm not just talking kids. I mean, we had 21-year-olds applying. We had 35-year-olds applying for jobs that they didn't know the difference between there, there, and there, or two and two, or how to balance checkbook. I mean, the sheer stupidity that we've gotten in terms of job applicants, and just for the record, this is why I fired my HR department, because I would be out of a job, because you're not supposed <laughs> to say that you know, job candidates are flat-out stupid. But my God. The level of stupidity that would be applying for jobs with us was out of control. We could have made an entire reality TV series just out of the job interview process if we could have gotten people to sign off on it. Just, the, just the outtakes. Just the outtakes from, uh, you know, uh, uh, you play 100 uhs back-to-back. And what I love, too, is, like, you know, I had this tree company, a very successful tree company in Virginia Beach when I left the military. And we employed 22 people at one point. And my only criteria was that you had to have a driver's license. And that was it. And I would ask people, do you have a driver's license? Well, no. Why not? Well, I never got one. I'm like, you're 30 years old. You don't live in a metropolitan area. Like, how do you get around? Like, well, I just never got one. I'm like, I can't hire you. They're like, man, what's up with that? So 